And let me pray for you, brother, before you deliver the word today. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, Dr. Marimi and for all of the work that he's doing and uh, the missionaries that we are partnering with, the pastors that we are supporting um, all throughout, not just Turkanaland, but in uh, many other places, as we'll hear about this morning. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the harvest that you are reaping and for the laborers that you are sending into the fields to reap that harvest for the kingdom. I pray that you would stir in our hearts this morning as, uh, as Sammy brings the word to encourage and challenge and call us and speak to us as your spirit applies your word to the lives of your people in the context of the church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I wasn't sure. I wanted to be sure that it can actually come up. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, it's a real blessing to be here uh, this morning, and uh, I think it's a couple of years or more since I was here, uh, but I just want to thank each one of you. I want to thank this church uh, for standing with us in ministry, uh, reaching uh, people that have never heard the gospel for the very first time. One of the things that I did not ask Pastor Andy is what time to finish, which is a very good thing. Um, so you're here to stay, all right? And of course, you're going to sign up for the gospel groups. You know, just sign up. I want to encourage my friends here. Tell them to come and sign up. Uh, it's about time you have not signed up for a small group. There's no better place to learn. There's no better place to grow. Grow with your brothers and sisters. But I don't know about you, um, but there comes a time in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ as believers, those of us who love the Lord, when we begin to ask ourselves a very, very important question. How real is Jesus to me? It's one thing to come to church. It's one thing to join the small groups. But how real is Jesus to me? And I've taken time to just ask the Lord, what do you have for me to share with each congregation that the Lord has put in my path on this trip that I'm on? I'm, I, left, I live in Lubbock, Texas, and left there on the 15th, and I'm on this trip uh, fundraising and sharing from God's Word. I don't get back until the 11th. So I've been reading Matthew, and it takes me a long time. I like to, to kind of Go into the Word and, and, and just take the time and, and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. And especially to, to, to kind of try and understand how can I bring this Jesus that I see work miracles, how can I bring him to myself? How can I bring him to me today? And growing up uh, from Kenya originally... Um, raised in the Presbyterian Church. And those of you who might be familiar with the Presbyterian Church, especially in my time, in my day, way back in the 60s and 70s, they are very, very structured. You know, everything is, is so structured. And, and so many of us young people uh, during those years in the 60s and 70s kept asking ourselves, is this all their race? Just coming to church on Sunday 
and we have this pastor who comes and stands up, and they wear their robes and everything. We go through this structure. Many of us young people were kind of almost disgruntled. We were kind of getting tired of that. And I don't know about you. There comes a time when you, when you ask the question, is this all there is? I want something more. I want something that will not just satisfy me. I want something that I can apply in life every day. And so, as I've been reading this passage of Scripture, asking the Lord, how can I bring this passage to bear upon my life today? What is the Lord saying to you today? How can I bring you as it were? How can the Holy Spirit bring you and I this morning to begin to answer that question? Jesus, I want you to be real. It's not just a question of coming to church again because it's Sunday. I come because I want to hear you speak to me and I want you to be real. And so in this passage, we find the disciples of Jesus Christ Jesus has just fed the 5,000 plus men, plus men and women, so you can multiply that number. And then he dismisses them. And he tells the disciples, you get on the boat and get on the other side and I'll catch up with you. And I don't know about you, but there are those moments when I feel like the Lord is just saying, okay, you're on your own. Get out, get on the boat. Whether, whatever that boat might be in your life, it's like the Lord is saying, well, for now, I just want you to go. I just want you to get out to sea and get on that boat and sail and go the other end and I'll meet you there. And I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I wonder what was going on in the minds of these disciples. One, he has just fed the 5,000 plus people. And now he tells us to get on the boat and to go to the other side. And then what does Jesus do? Jesus goes to the mountain to pray alone. So here are the disciples alone. And Jesus goes to pray alone. And I don't know whether there are times when you feel that way. That Jesus, you have kind of just left me alone out at sea and You are alone. And so Jesus then, as the disciples are out there, they're they're roaring, they're they're buffeted, and they're kind of like, why would he tell us to go to the other side? Did he really know what we will encounter? My brothers, my sisters, when God tells you to go on the other side and he sends you alone, please remember, He has not forgotten that you're out there alone. So here they are. We know the story. The winds are buffeting them and everybody's, you know, they're kind of, what are we, what's happening? We are going to sink. And immediately, Jesus comes along. And as Jesus comes along, he is walking on water. They just witnessed him feed 5,000 on dry ground. They are now out here at sea, and Jesus comes walking on water. Now, the scriptures tell us that when the disciples notice something coming, they think it's what? 
It's what? Please interact with me. All right? If you are used to just letting the pastor speak and you're not inter- please interact with me this morning. Amen? 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 So there they are, and they think he is a? Are there times in your life when you look and you wonder, is this thing called Christianity? This person called Jesus, this God that I hear about, I go to church, I read about. Are there moments, please make yourself real. You look and you think, he is just a ghost. Just out there. This God who is in heaven, I hear about him. You know, again, as Presbyterian, just coming to church and listening to scriptures and all that, singing in the choir, everything seems. But where is this Jesus? Oh, he is just a ghost. And Jesus comes along and they are scared. They are terrified. My brothers, my sisters, When Jesus comes alive in your life, I'll tell you this, it can be scary. You you are longing, you hope he is for real, but it can be scary. So here you are, buffeted by life. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but you're out there at sea. And when you expect the real Jesus to be here, you look. And you think, it's just a ghost. My brothers, my sisters, I'm here this morning to tell you that Jesus is not a ghost. If you have been looking out there and, and just wondering, when is he going to be real in my life? So here is Jesus. He tells them, don't be afraid. It's I. I am here. Now, you can see the disciples You can see all the waves. You're afraid. They're afraid. And the apostle Peter, as only Peter could say and could do. I mean, here they are. There is 12 of them. But Peter feels, senses, it's me to actually do something. You know, we all think it's a ghost. But Peter stands up and says, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, do what? Tell me to? (laughs) If it's you, Lord, tell me to come. Now, we can talk a lot about the Apostle Peter in the negative. We think of him as the big mouth, you know, everything. It's Peter, Peter, Peter is the first one to do, to say. But, my friends, there comes a time in our life when we have to say to the Lord, if you are real, If you are not a ghost, and this world all around us, everyone seems to think, what is this Christianity? When are we as a church going to make Jesus real in our time today so that when men and women look at us, they realize they are walking with Jesus? So here is Peter, and he says, if it's you, if you are the one, beat me to to come to you. Tell me to come. Now, I think many of us would possibly, in that situation, you know, here you are in the boat, and you're kind of feeling, you know, should I actually tell Jesus to tell me to come? And if he's going to tell me to come, do I realize what I may have to do? 
But Peter says, tell me to come. And Peter, and Jesus says to Peter, what does he say to Peter? Come. come. My brothers, my sisters, <laughs> where is Jesus telling Peter to come to? He said, come, come to me. But guess what? In between you, Jesus, and I, there's something here that I'm not sure about. There is water. There are winds. We are being buffeted. But Jesus tells Peter, come. My brothers, my sisters this morning, I believe that the Lord wants us to realize that he is so real. He is not a ghost. And he's saying to us, come Come out of that boat, which is buffeted, which is being bashed back and forth. Come out of that boat and come to me. Now, I want you to visualize. I want you to use your imagination as best as you can. And you can see these disciples, all the other 11. They're looking at this man. They're looking at Peter. And they're going, what did he just ask him what did he just ask this ghost, this Jesus? What did he just, he said, and Jesus has just said, come. Now, I want you to, to see Peter looking at the disciples and say, did you hear what he said to me? He actually called me. He said, come. I'm the one who initiated this whole conversation with him. I wish I didn't. <laughs> but now, I didn't expect him to actually tell me, Come. But he is calling me, instead of him coming into the boat, he is telling me to go to him. My brothers, my sisters, there are those moments when we look out there and we think, yes, I want Jesus to be real. I want to go to him, but I'm not sure I want to really step out of this boat and go to him. But Peter, oh ye of little faith, Peter had great faith, my brothers, my sisters, if he could just step out of that boat and get on that water. And we can say all we want about Peter. But you know, I think those who put titles to these passages of scripture should have said, Jesus and Peter walk on water. Not just Jesus. Because here is Peter. He steps out and begins to walk on water. Now, you and I might think he may have walked two feet. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know how far Jesus was. But the fact is, Peter did step out of the boat. And all these disciples said, oh my, look, look, look. He, he, is about, he is about to step out of the boat. Does he know what he's doing? But Peter says, oh, I'm going to him. I'm, he steps out. My brothers, my sisters, a time has come for the church of Jesus Christ to step out of the boat and walk on water. This is the time because the world out there is waiting for us to make this Jesus real among them. We got to step out of this boat we call the church and get out and experience the real Jesus. Because my brothers, my sisters, Jesus is not a ghost. Jesus is real. So Peter steps out and walks towards Jesus. Can you see yourself stepping out of your comfort zone and this morning going out and signing up for that small group? 
Can you see yourself stepping out and saying, you know what? At my place of work, I'm buffeted. People don't know, people don't know who I am. They, 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 they say all they want. And Jesus, yeah, I'm going, tomorrow is Monday. Is tomorrow Monday? And are you going to walk? And you're going to step out of that boat. And you're going to say, you know what, friends? Jesus is real. And I'm going to tell this man, this woman that I've worked with for all these years, he or she doesn't even know what I believe. I am stepping out of this comfort zone, this fear that I have. I will put my foot out and step into this water, and I'm going to share the gospel with this man, with this woman. I still remember many years ago, in 1982, after God had called me, to go and reach the Trukana people. And I'm a Kikuyu by tribe. They are Trukana. The Kikuyus and Trukanas did not and do not mix very well. But here I was, I'd given my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and I won't go into the whole story because there's no much time this morning. But when God said, Sammy, I want you to step out of this boat with all the fear you have, and I want you to go out to share the gospel with the Trukana people. So in 1982, I wanted to test the waters. I wanted to scout the land to find out, is he really telling me to come? Is it beating me to go to the Trukana people? And I stepped out by faith. This man you see standing up before you, I, I, was, I, was, I was afraid. But God told me, step out of that boat because there are men and women out there going to a lost eternity. And I'm not coming back again until, if you read Matthew 24, 14, until this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is preached to all, then Jesus will come. My brothers, my sisters, many of us are saying, when are you going to come, Jesus? And I'm saying, Jesus, don't come. We still have men and women that do not know you. But the church needs to step out of this comfort zone to reach those men and women who are going to a lost eternity because they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. So I stepped out by faith. And I went out there and started, I couldn't speak their language. Their food was a little different from mine. The terrain was very different. Just ask David and, and, and Edie here. They have been there with me. It was different. But the Lord was saying, I want you to step out and go. And today, as I will show you in a few minutes, what God has done. Because I was, re I was willing with all my fear to step out of the comfort zone to make Jesus that I claim to be real in my life. Real to men and women out there who are going to a lost eternity. Let me ask you, my brothers, my sisters. When is the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone and went out to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? You know something? When Peter stepped out of the boat, who was he going to? It's so easy for me to think, I'm going to the Trukana people. I'm going to this very difficult situation. Tomorrow, I'm going to share the gospel with this lady, with this man, and it's, it's, it's not easy. And I've taken time to study the scripture. How am I going to start? What shall, I, shall I invite this person out to dinner or something? How am I going to start? But as Peter stepped out of the boat and he started walking, 
And I can see the disciples. Look at, he's actually, he's actually walking on water. He's actually, he, he's heading to, to Jesus. He is walking on water. And you know what? Peter looked around. Just go and read that passage of scripture. He starts looking around. He is walking towards him. But you know what? He looks around. He looks up. He is not looking at the real Jesus. He is looking at all the waves. And what happens to Peter? He begins to? He begins to do what? Let me tell you, my brothers and my sisters, there will be those moments when you step out by faith and say, Lord, give me the strength today. I want to go out. And you step out on the boat and you start walking towards that situation. And you begin looking at, oh, what will the other workers think about me? Oh, they'll think I've gone nuts. They'll think there's something wrong with me. But you know what? As Peter began to sink, the Bible tells us, but immediately, hallelujah, immediately, Jesus does what? He reaches out, he reaches out to Peter, and he holds him up. My brothers, my sisters, you are not going to sink. Don't be afraid what man will say to you. What those people out there will do to you. Jesus is so real that when we take that simple step of faith and believe that he is because he says he is. And I believe that he is God and I'm walking to him. He knows that I'm frail. He knows that I'm only a man. And he knows I'll be afraid. He knows I'll start looking around. And he knows I might even sink. But listen. Immediately. Jesus. Reaches out to Peter. And holds him. And he tells you. Why, why did you doubt? <laughs> oh you have little faith. My brothers. My sisters. That's what Jesus is asking of the church today. Oh, ye of little faith, why were you afraid? Why are you afraid? Look at me. I am for real. Hallelujah. And so Jesus tells us as the church, my brother, Pastor Andy, all these chairs need to be filled. But it's not you that's going to fill them. You're not going to go out there alone. My brothers and sisters, these are the men and women, but they got to step out by faith out of the... Don't be waiting and say, I'm going to church and Pastor Andy will be there to preach because he has spent the whole week preparing a sermon for me. And I'll go back there again next Sunday. He'll have prepared another sermon for me. And I'll go the following Sunday and he'll preach again. My brothers, my sisters, you have been banking the word of God in your hearts every Sunday. It's time, it's about time for you to step out by faith and say, you know what? I'm going to have this fire in me born out there that others might see that this Jesus is for real. So Peter steps out and he walks. And Jesus reaches out. And guess what? Jesus walks back with him into the boat. Remember, even by this time, when all this is happening, the, the disciples in the boat, they're still being buffeted. They, they decided to stay in the boat, you know, but you think it's so comfortable in the church? No, it's not. You know, 
But there is Peter walking with Jesus, and they come together and get into the boat. And we are told as soon as they got in the boat, Jesus rebuked the wind. And of course, we know the whole story. So I ask you this morning, when is the last time you said to yourself, I'm not going to be quiet anymore. I'm going to go out by faith and trust the Lord and walk with him in the water. Jesus is saying to Lakeview Church, come. Come and test me. Come and know that I am for real. And I tell people, my brothers, my sisters, if, if anything, if, if those people are going to do anything to you, the, the, the worst thing they can do to you is kill you, right? Isn't that what they would do? Isn't that the very thing you are afraid? I mean, you can go and open your mouth and talk to them, but if somebody just points a gun at you, you know you are dead. <laughs> you know you are done. But you know what? I know where I'm going. If any of you here stood up and shot me right now, I know where I'm going. My brothers and my sisters, it seems like we are so afraid of what they will do to us as though we don't know that we have been called into eternity. That Jesus, heaven is for real. That if something happens to us, we are going to be with Jesus. And so he says, come. And this morning, the Lord is saying, come. And guess what they said at the very end? Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are not a ghost. Truly, you are real. You are the Son of God. Test Him. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to invite you as a church. I want to say, Jesus is saying to you, come. Come and see what I'm about to do. Come and see what I can do in and through you. Not just through somebody else, but through you. He's saying, come. And I'm going to ask you, how many of you are willing to come? And if you're willing to come, I would like you to stand up right now. Jesus sent me with a message to this church. Come. There's no time to waste anymore, my brothers, my sisters. We cannot wait. Jesus is saying, come. Not to anybody else, but to him. And I'm going to challenge you. And I'm going, not just about signing up for the Bible. That's a great thing. They're going to do it. All of them will sign up. Just make sure you're out there when it's time to go out, okay? They are going to sign up. But because Jesus is saying, come. And as you go to those Bible study groups, those small groups, you'll be amazed at what God. And when they get together, challenge each other, let's now go. Because Jesus has said, come. Now that we have come, it's time for us to go. So I'm going to ask you. You have stood up. I'm going to ask you to come to the front. Just come. Because Jesus is about to send us out. As a church, just come up here. Just come. He is going to send you out, but you've got to be willing to step out of that comfort zone and come to him and begin to see what he can do. The next few Sundays, my brother, this place is going to be packed full. 
Amen? Because, because you, and not just the, not just the 10 o'clock service, whatever, the 8.30 service. Amen? Because these men and women, beginning tomorrow, they have come and they are saying, we are stepping out. And you know, it's easy for us to stay. We are stepping out here, right now, here. But you'll go through those doors, and tomorrow you'll be out there where the sea is going to buffet you. But you have said, I am coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is here with us. And he is real. And he wants you to go out and share this good news with those that have never heard. So now that you have come, I don't know why you people are so far. Just come. <laughs> Just come. Don't be afraid. Just come, my brothers. I love you. Just come. Just come. We are going to pray. We are going to ask the Lord. Lord, as, as we step out of these doors, as we go out of this building, Father, I am praying for my brothers, my sisters. Just like Peter asked, if you are, if it's you, if you're real, if you're not a ghost, tell me to come. And he stepped out when you said come. And this morning you are telling my brothers and sisters, come, come and see that I'm for real. And Lord, as they come, even as they have stood, they have taken this step of faith and they have come. Lord, as you send them out, Lord, may they experience out there where the sea is rough, that even there and not just here, that you are real. So I commend them into your hands, and I pray that each one of them will go out and bring someone next Sunday, that each one of them will go and pull that person into your house, to you, that they'll go and say, come, come with me. I'll show you, and that my brother will have prepared a sermon that will just draw men and women to yourself. Lord, that's my prayer for my brothers and my sisters this morning, and I know it will happen because together we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You may be seated, and a few minutes, for a few minutes, once you are back on, in your seats, I want to... Um, and again, just to kind of bring you up to date, what God is doing. How much time do I have, Pastor Andy? Another two hours. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I want to, as you step out today, you'll find there's a desk, a table out there uh, at the counter. Just go there and pick one of these. This is a brochure that my sister uh, uh, Edie helps me put together every month. And, uh, you know, those of you who know Edie, she, she helps. She's a volunteer with Shea International. And we put a monthly bulletin. But what we have done is for the last mo five months, we have put it all together in a booklet form. This will give you an idea of what the Lord has been doing just in the last seven months. Uh, pick one for yourself. Uh, there's information. There's a sign-up sheet. Please sign up. You can still, you can start receiving emails from us. That way you will know what the Lord is doing across the seas. But for now, for the next few minutes here, uh, I'll try to be on American time and not African time here. But I want you to see some of the, and this is just a short version of a PowerPoint presentation that I'll leave behind with your pastor for any time you have time. You can sit down and watch everything else. But this is the ministry, Shea International, that God uh, called me to serve with many years ago. It started going to Trucana in 1997. Let's go to the next slide. Um, 
And those are the three countries that we are now reaching. We started in Kenya, among the Trukana people of Kenya, in the northwestern region of Kenya. And now we have moved up. They have actually started preaching the gospel in South Sudan and in Ethiopia. So those are the three countries that we are, we are targeting right now. And we are not asking anyone from here to come and help them. We are asking you to provide with the resources they need because the indigenous people are doing it. They are getting the job done. Amen. They have stepped out of their comfort zone and they are going out to do it. Let's go to the next slide. And this is what God has accomplished in Trukana County, just Trukana, among the Trukana people. Since 1997, we, have, uh, we, we, we support and send out 155 uh, Trukana motivators. Those are indigenous missionaries. Uh, we have reached 934 villages. We have witnessed over 100,000 people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, these are not just numbers. Those are men and women. We can take you to our office in Lodwa, in Trukana. We have all their names. Over 100,000 of them have come to Jesus. And it's simply because I stepped out by faith with God's help. And I'm not here to brag in any way, but I had to take that step knowing that it was tough out there. But as a result, the Lord has seen it fit to call to himself over 100,000 people. We are baptized over 18,000, and I have put that there where water was available because we are talking about the desert. Right, Barbara? You remember that place? All right. Right, so it's a desert, water, and we are, we are short of water out there. So where there was water, we were able to baptize. Now, do you guys have a problem with water here? When you came, when you, when you go home, are you going to turn the water faucet and there will be water, right? There's no water there. So whenever we would find water, we would sometimes bring our water truck hall and, and dig a ditch and put the canvas in there and pour some water and baptize. You know, they think we are burying them, and, but that's good because down and up with Jesus. All right, and we have now trained, uh, we have planted over 480 churches. We have trained champions. These are cell group leaders. So my brother, my sister, just call them champions, okay? Those leaders, they'll come today. I taught, they're going, are you believing with me? They will. So the champions, we have that number, that many champions who are leading lighthouses. These are the cell groups out there. They are discipling over nearly 4,000. They are being taught how to make disciples that make disciples of others. We have trained 319 Sunday school teachers. We are distributing audio Bibles. These are illiterate people. They can't read or write. So we have a little gadgets we call the audio Bible. It's solar power audio Bible. There's a lot of sun there. So all they need to do is turn it over and it charges. And we are asking churches, help us give out more Bibles. It's $26 each Bible, but we want to saturate that whole place with audio Bibles. Um, we have hard copy Bibles. We have signage bookmarks. Again, these are illiterate. So we use signage bookmarks. Uh, we have the Jesus Film projector kits. Those of you who have never watched or viewed the Jesus Film, I encourage you to go and watch the Jesus Film. Um, we have provided a lot of motorbikes, adult literacy students. We have uh, 30 adult literacy classes. We are teaching them how to read and write. So all those statistics. I don't have time to go through them, but again, all this information will be available to you. Uh, just check with Pastor Andy and you can have it. Let's go to the next slide. And then Toposa in South Sudan. South Sudan is the youngest country in the world. I think it's only about 11, 12 years old. But the Trukana missionaries that some of you support, 
God has called them to go out and share the gospel. So they decided, we'll go to the nearest next tribe, the Toposa people in South Sudan. And that's between 2021 and this year, in July, they had already reached so many people. 882 have been saved, baptized 150, and those other. This is what God is doing as men and women have chosen, just like you have chosen today, to step out of the boat and go and do what God has called them to do. Let's go to the next one. Um, and then, just last month, we started in 2022, we started to explore another tribe called Nyangatom in Ethiopia, unreached tribe. And we started to explore, and just last month, we had a group of people that went in there, and this is what they did within a few days. They planted, they reached three villages, 204 people were saved. Can you imagine coming next Sunday, Pastor Andy, and these men and women will bring 204 people here who will have received Jesus Christ. It can happen. Amen? Amen? amen. amen. I'm not hearing big amens on that one, but I hope you can step out of faith. Uh, so those are the statistics about reaching, and you can see some of the roads are treacherous. We go through there, and you say, but there's plenty of water. It's seasonal river. So this time we were able to cross and go into uh, Ethiopia. Let's go to the next slide. And this is the big thing. We are reaching the next generation, the young people, that, and invite them to those small groups too. The young children and the youth, they, we want to reach them because it's them that are going to take the gospel northward. You know, the Muslims are coming down from the north. We want to counter them with the truth and love of Jesus Christ. We want to capture the children, the youth, train them. And so what we are doing as a ministry, we have identified 14 villages where we want to build what we call sending centers. We are bringing these children in and we are asking them, we are teaching them how to read and write, but in the curriculum that we are teaching is how to make disciples of others. So they sit in this classroom. By the time they leave, they have already been taught, when you go out, this is what you tell others about Jesus. These are children, and they are doing it. The interesting thing is we are having their parents now even come and sit in the back of the classroom because the children are going home and Mom, we are being taught this. And the parents are coming in and listening in. Hallelujah. That's what God and only God can do. So we are building 14 of those. And we have already built seven. We are still to complete. We, we, we borrowed money in our general fund, uh, from our general fund to build the seventh. So we really, technically, we, we need money to build eight more. And again, we have a thousand children already in those seven that we built. And they are, they are going to reach out. So tonight, um, this morning, I'm going to ask the church, you know, it's $35,000 to build one. We have built seven. Can Lakeview give us 35000 to build one more? Hallelujah. Oh, I didn't hear a lot. <laughs> Amen. So we want, to build, we want to finish building the rest by the end of next year, God willing. Anything that God can move you to give us, we want to build. Let's go to the next slide. Um, and now, you know, you, you support a missionary. His name is Charles, and some of you here support individual missionaries. We want you to be able to go to our website, click, and we'll go through that. So you know, how do I get to know what our missionary is doing? You send money to share. We send to him. But what is he doing? Last time I was here, we were able to make a phone call, and we were able to talk to him. Charles, you know. But how do you get to know? You as an individual, go back to your home, and this is how you can go and find out how he is doing. So log into our website. Let's go to the next slide. All right. 
There you go, finding your missionary on the web. Then you go to updates. Go to the, yeah, there's the arrow. You go to updates, all right? Let's go to the next one. Uh, you will get a drop down, click, and all this. Edi did this for me. Uh, you drop down, and you'll be able to go and find the, your, your missionary. So go to the next one. All right, you go to motivators, missionaries, and evangelists, updates, search for your motivator, enter the name Charles, whoever your missionary is, all right, and let's go to the next one, type in the name, all right, and there he is, this is a missionary you support, I was with him last month, he's doing a great job, I was in Trukana, and you can see, you can read exactly what he has done, and it's updated until July. Let's go to the next one. And this is where I encourage you, take the QR code, you can support a missionary, the door is wide open, and the Lord is doing it. Amen? Amen? I want to say thank you, Pastor Andy, and... I, I know usually you don't interact with the pastor up here, but I'll be out there. You can come and we can talk, but this is what God is doing. Amen? So thank you so much. The Lord bless you, and I look forward to talking to some of you today. I'll be here for the whole morning, so you'll be tired of me, but I'll be here. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.